When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Players 2022 is going to be a week that we never forget. Elk, I mean, the tournament from start to finish was in a bit of disarray with the weather and with all these delays and days of no golf for some of the guys. But Cam Smith being the eventual champion, it feels like it was just meant to be. Another Aussie. Yeah. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, it was a great day yesterday. It didn't feel like a Monday. Watching on TV, it felt like the crowd was there. I mean, I know you were there. There was a lot of people. Um, you know, your brother, as you were following, finished in the top six yesterday. That was an amazing performance by him. My dark horse pick, by the way. Finished up talking about how these medium range hitters, even though Cam Smith's not a medium range, he's kind of a long player. We saw him win in the Kapalua and he was driving it past John Rahm all day down there. But he played the kind of golf that you have to do at Players Championship. Of course, his putting was unreal yesterday. Had four birdies to start the start the day. I saw your brother get out the gate with three birdies. I thought, okay, here we go. This is going to be great. Um but everything went through Cam Smith from there on. There were some guys that fought, uh, he went to 12 and then came back, but he was always right there, had another four birdies in a row from 10, 11, 12, and 13, and then capped it all off uh, on 17 with an incredible shot there. Um, I'm not actually sure, Diane, which was the best shot he hit out of the last three holes. Was it the two iron that he hit on the green after he chipped out on 16? Was it the the nine iron on 17. I hope, by the way, he never tells anybody if he pushed that shot or not. Um, well, he did say that he, he played it way more aggressive than he wanted to. <laughs> oh, he did? Well, there you go. And then on 18, with that, that pitch shot, Diane <clears throat> had to chip out. Sometimes a chip out is the hardest shot because he had to make sure he carried over the pine needles didn't want to put too much curve on it in case he overcurved it and hit a tree and then it skidded right through into the water. Yeah. But that little pitch shot he hit from 50 yards, I'm telling you, he made that ball stop on a dime. He even spun it back from 50 yards to two feet to kind of seal his position on the board and wait for Lahiri to see what he could do. But that pitch shot, I'm not sure which was the best out of those last three holes. I was watching that because um, he Cam Smith was the group behind Russell. So we had just finished. I was standing with Russell's caddy and we were watching it on the big screen. And he was like, oh, Cam, Cam has one of the best short games I've ever seen. So he's like, he's got this covered. I mean, we knew that that wasn't going to be an issue. But um, I've got some fun stories to tell you about yesterday because, um, as I say, he was right behind us. And, you know, you hear the cheers and Russell birdied one, two and then four. So we were three under through four. But we knew that every time we heard the cheer that Cam Smith had matched him with a birdie so um, I think when Russell came off four there was one shot in it Russell was one behind him but um, he he had some great stuff to say afterwards his mom and his sister they had been in Australia I hadn't seen him for two and a half years because of all the COVID protocols there 
they were over so that was just so special he was getting choked up and your name was mentioned a lot afterwards too because they were naming all the past Australian winners of the Players Championship and they asked Cam why do you think Australians have such a good record at this tournament and he said you know you guys are creative you you grew up playing these creative shots and I'm sure the weather and the wind has something to do with that but he said it's just he thinks that Australians are very creative players and it's why you guys have done well at Augusta National too. Well, it's nice of him to say, you know, uh, we have a lot of hard courses in Australia. As everybody knows that we have some great, great courses to play in Australia. Cam Smith grew up on the on the northern part of Australia, up in Queensland. He's won twice in Hawaii, right near beaches. Here's another one. Jack's, Jackson, Jack's Beach is almost like his hometown where he grows up, grew up in Brisbane. Um, likes playing in the wind. As you said, he's an incredible pitcher of the ball. Um, he's always been great. Cam Smith. He's lived in a little bit of a shadow of Adam Scott coming from coming from Queensland, but won the Australian amateur. He's been good ever since he was a real young young player. Played really well in the Presidents Cup. Beat Justin Thomas down there in a, in a head to head. Could you imagine going against Cam Smith with his putting? I mean, we saw him do it at Kapalua. Uh, just literally, I don't think I've ever seen anyone hit more pure putts than Cam Smith. I mean, it's incredible. I spent a fair bit of time with him and his dad. Um, this year, I say last year, up at Mark Leishman's Pro-Am, hanging out with Cam. We hit a lot of balls together at Top Golf. had a few beers. Very relaxed guy, uh, very casual. As you know, you see him down at the marina with his boat, just hanging out and relaxed. I think that's, I think that's what's the best part about Cam Smith, is he is able to stay so calm, even when he hit it in the water on 18. Imagine if, you know, you pick another player, how much your heartbeat would be up to play that pitch shot. But yeah. That was it. Was a great. It was a great event, and um, they got a great champion. He's having a great season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also must be feeling pretty good about going to Augusta. He's the only man that's ever shot four rounds in the sixties that didn't win at Augusta. Finished second there two years ago. So Cam Smith is on top of the golfing world for sure. Yeah, and um, I think the big question now is, what is he going to buy for his boat? Maybe he'll buy a new boat with three point six million dollars. <laughs> getting cashed into his bank account this week. I remember his dad telling me um, that he has these big four, like four or five fifties on the back of his boat. And he said they went out to catch these snapper. He said, we spent about $800 in fuel to go out and catch these two small fish. And he said, Cam Cam was so excited about catching these two fish. He said, mate, we should have went to the fish shop and bought them and saved the 800 (laughs) bucks in fuel. That's the way Aussies, Aussies are. He wanted, to, he wanted to go as fast as he could out to 50-mile reef and catch a couple of snapper. That's so funny. Um, I do have another story for you because, well, the weather has been the talk of the week and there was rain, there was thunderstorms, there was 30 to well, 40 mile per hour gusts, I think it got up to um, on Friday. And we saw absolute carnage, especially at 17. Um, on 17, the first group out um, on 17 were Kepka, Scheffler and Shoffley and they all hit it in the water so I mean we we saw a lot the grounds crew were unbelievable and they put in so much hard work to get that course in great shape for Sunday and the finish on Monday but yesterday Elk I mean it was chilly um, not as chilly as it had been on Sunday but we didn't really expect much rain but then all of a sudden out of nowhere the shower came in so it was quite a light shower and um, we're like okay cool we can deal with that but Russell said to us at that point I don't have my umbrella. We didn't pack the umbrella in the bag um, because we didn't think it was going to rain. So we were like, okay, I think at this point we were on four or five. 
And we were like, well, if it, if it threatens it, then, you know, at the turn, we'll go into the clubhouse and get the umbrella for you. So it was nice, blue skies and sunny. He gets to 11 and the heavens open. And we just had this shower of really heavy rain. He has no umbrella. Him and his caddy are standing on the green getting soaked. He has a six foot putt for birdie. So somebody from the crowd had this tiny little black umbrella, like the one that your mom keeps in her handbag. So Russell's on the green with this tiny little thing. I'm running around like, we have to get him a big umbrella. So I stole a big umbrella of a mother and her two daughters. She was like, take it. So I had to run down. That's my brother. He, he yeah, needs to win like, some money over there, yeah. But he was getting roasted on Twitter for carrying this tiny little black umbrella. So his agent came up to me and was like, I just arrived, what happened? Like, did the Shrixon umbrella break? And we're like, well, they just forgot to put it in the bag this morning. So that was quite a funny that's a, story. That's a, yeah. That's a funny story. That's a caddy nightmare right there when you yeah. when it starts to rain and they have no they have no towel or have no umbrella. That's just the worst feeling ever. Yeah, I could see him six, out with his jacket. Six hundred and seventy thousand for your brother yesterday. Yeah, and a great, great birdie on 18 to really, um, you know, move up one more. And we knew that if he just parred in 16, 17 and 18, that he would stay in the top 10. And his goal at the start of the week had been top 20. So he played it safe. We didn't go for it on two in 16 because he knew par in, par in. But I think the putt was... Uh, was that about 14 feet maybe on 18 for birdie and he made it and man he gave that big fist pump he was so happy someone told me that that putt made him an extra 150k <laughs> that's great stuff i texted him last night he, he he noted a couple of things that we talked about in the beginning of the week i'll i'll keep between he and i but he uh we talked a lot about what we thought it was going to take for him to do well that week uh last week and he did it and it was great to see you know, it still stands, you know, Players' Championship is open for everyone. We saw Dustin Johnson shoot a course record on the other nine, nine under. We'll have to watch him now that he's in form. <clears throat> Doug Gim was up there. Medium range guys like your brother, like Cam Smith, even though Cam Smith's not really medium range. He hit a lot of three woods. He played a very precise game. TPC, uh, you know, just took out all the guns in the beginning of the week. And uh, all the guys that hit the ball the best were left standing. Yeah, I mean, and another great week for Harold Varner. Kind of, we saw him win in Saudi, and then he went cold after that. But man, when he gets hot, he comes out with it, and um, you know, a couple of sixty nines to kick off, and then he ended up in a tie for six as well. But what about Anirban Lahiri finishing in solo second at twelve under, just one shot off the pace of Cam Smith? What a fantastic week for him! Yeah, there's no way to handicap Anabon Lahiri. He weighted his irons differently. He's uh, gone, you know, he had a, a rough stretch with his health with COVID, you know, all these things. But that's the way golf is, you know. You know, you get going. He, he realized that there was a really big opportunity for him. <clears throat> I like to see guys rise up when there's an opportunity arises itself. I mean, you said on our uh, brief thing that I, I told you that Cam Smith was looking real dangerous, I think, two yeah. days ago because of the way he looks over the putter. When he gets that putter going, it's just ridiculous. But, yeah, Anabon Lahiri, he has put himself back into the tour. You know, he was out for a while, and now he's well and truly back in, so that's good for him.
And as you say, Russell was your dark horse pick. So he finished in a tie for six. So that was great for you. My two of my picks, well, all of my picks made the cut. So Daniel Berger was my outright favorite. Shane Lowry was my one to watch. They both finished in a tie for 13th. So I was quite happy with that result. And then I had Brian Harmon as my dark horse who got off to a flyer of a start and uh, ended up having a bit of a not great weekend and finishing at four over but Russell played with Brian for the first well two rounds I'm like however many days that was and yeah. um, man Russell said afterwards if I could putt like Brian Harmon I would be winning a lot because he scrambling and on the greens Brian Harmon put on a clinic over the first two rounds yeah and how about Patton Kazaya who was five under I think and he hit he shanked it on 17 made a double and then he went around and had another birdie and an eagle and he was back to five under mm. that was before he finished his third round went out and shot five over in the morning to back to even I looked at the score but I said what happened and then yesterday he went out and had 10 birdies but he had another five bogeys he had the most crazy week ever so I, I think We'll have to watch for Patton because if he can just take out some of these bigger holes, uh, we're going to be talking about him. Yeah, and um, this week we're going to be doing our Tour Report podcast for the Valspar Championship down at Innisbrook near Tampa. So staying in Florida, last event in the Florida Swing. And, you know, uh, the Copperhead course is a tough course. So Patton is immediately one name that I'm, we haven't even checked yet. We're going to go look at all of our stats and the field and, and give you everything on your Tour Report. But yeah, there's going to be some interesting names that are going to pop up this week going by the performance that we just saw at the players. Yeah, and as I looked at the field just now, there's a lot of players like Morikawa and Shoffle who missed the cut that are playing this week. Mm-hmm. They'll be well and truly chapped about being left out of the situation. We'll have to handicap that accordingly. But it's a very difficult course, uh, Copperhead, very different from what we're just looking at behind your shoulder. There's not water, there's, but it's a narrow course. Um, we saw Paul Casey play. It's a super course for him. He's not playing this week, but um, very narrow ball strikers course again. Uh, Florida is that way, Diane. You know, Bay Hill players, Copperhead. You've got to play good on all three of them to make the cut. And, you know, we're going to try to handicap it and get you some good picks. I'm so surprised that Paul Casey isn't playing. He's won before. He's got a great track record at the Valspar and just coming up off a solo third at the players. At least my list that I saw, he wasn't on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. And well, Cam, Smith's, Cam Smith's gone fishing. Yeah, he needs. He said he was going to sleep first, sleep and fish, yeah, yeah. and I'm sure, and beers around the fire, he said, which sounds pretty ideal. Right, well, thank you for following along with all of our Players' Championship content. It's been amazing, and uh, we're going to keep it rolling for the Valspar Championship this week. Sports Social Podcast Network.